It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda. Cheers. And we have with us in the studio, holding over from her last segment, Natalie Chalurzo of Russian River Brewing, Hello. who are the kind sponsors of the Brew Ha Ha. <laughs> so we had to keep her. And our guest today is Kevin Scholes. He's the Assistant Director of Sales with Almanac brewing of alameda california welcome kevin thank you for having me so happy to have you kevin thanks for coming all the way up here too absolutely well driving out through sonoma county is never a bad thing (laughs) especially when i'm used to oakland and alameda traffic oh yeah and on a fourth of july weekend so we thank you even more for that natalie and i are both going to be heading towards the sierras and we were both just uh, uh talking about what traffic must be like so we have an embarrassment of uh, riches of beers here right now that will. There's have a to, lot of beer <laughs> on yeah. the studio table. Yeah, right that will now. not be going into my gullet completely when I'm getting on the road. But Natalie started us off with Citra Flash Mob, mm-hmm. and then uh, we sampled Blind Pig, which I'd never had before. It's two very yeah. different beers. Yeah, the Citra Flash Mob India Pale Ale is uh, mostly Citra hop, um, but we do uh, add a couple of other hops in small percentages just to kind of tone down the Citra a little bit. But it's a seven. ABV IPA we just canned it this week so new release at both of our pubs if you're looking for a weekend beer and then Blind Pig IPA is 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 our it's a classic West Coast IPA it's one of the original West Coast IPAs it's a clear beer and uh, it's about six and a half percent ABV um, it's just, every brewers that I know it's their like their beer like yeah. they they'll they'll go beeline for that yeah. Blind Pig, even over the Plenty of the Elder, it's just yeah. such a classic for yeah. that as well. Thank you. It's yeah. it's actually not um, strayed too much from the original recipe um, from Vinny's original brewery, Blind Pig Brewing Company in Temecula, uh, that he opened in 1994. So it's, uh, it's a little bit different. We've modernized the recipe a little bit, a little less crystal malt. Um, might be one or two new hop varieties in there, but yeah. So I'm I'm surprised you've never had it, but uh, we like to celebrate Blind Pig Friday every Friday for no particular reason. And since tomorrow is Friday, um, we're getting an early start. Yeah, our GM Spencer was like, "Well, tomorrow's Blind Pig Friday. Why don't you take that on the radio tonight?" So there you go. Thanks, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a fresh blind pig. What exactly occurs on Blind Pig Friday? Nothing. We all dress alike. <laughs> We all show up in our blind pig t-shirts, and then we have a blind pig for our shift beer, which is actually not unusual from every other day of the week. <laughs> but it's Friday, so that's... But it's fun. Which is kind of like a lot of, like, you're probably a lot of your employees Monday, starting off the busy weekend. Yeah. In some ways, yeah. yeah a lot of our hospitality Yeah, employees. hospitality, yeah. yeah. In the restaurant there <laughs> yeah. as well. And Kevin, you guys, you brought some... Um, a West Coast as well, too. We did. Almanac Although we've, out we're starting out with Kolsch in our glass, we are very excited that we're getting ready to launch a new West Coast Pale Ale as part of our core lineup that will be hitting the market this coming week. So this is the first official tasting of Flow Pale Ale we'll be doing here nice. later this evening. I think I got to have, the when you guys were doing the R&D, the research beer, when the folks uh, from Blackberry Farm Brewery were out visiting you did. Right. You had the third R&D batch that we had put out of this beer. And uh, so this would be considered batch number four. We're very excited with how it turned out. Light-bodied, uh, nice hop aromatics and flavor up front, some nice malt character. But finishes very clean, very easy drinking, everyday kind of beer. And you guys are all the way out in Alameda on the old Naval Air Station base where my dad was stationed most of my childhood on the Very, very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, we are. We, you know, we love our home on Alameda. 
know, we've been around as a brewery since 2011. So we just celebrated our 11th anniversary, although we've been in our current facility since 2018. So just over four years now. Um, but great spot to be. We literally share a wall with Admiral Maltings, which is fantastic. Amazing neighbors to have. Uh, certainly saves on shipping costs. <laughs> right? It's time to get some malt. You just grab the pallet jack and walk next door. Everybody's happy, uh, especially with what uh, pallet costs are looking like these days. Um, but beyond that, just the history that's on the base is certainly palpable when you're there. Our building was built in 1938. It's a 100% redwood facility, um, which I think is great when you have a focus on sour beer like we do. Just having that tie into wood in the building, I think, is something cool and uh, a little bit extra and adds to the experience and ambiance of being on site there. Kevin, give us a little bit more of the backstory of Almanac Beer. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, I think when you start with Almanac, uh, first thing to explain is the name. And our name comes from the Farmer's Almanac. And uh, some people are familiar with that, some aren't. What the Farmer's Almanac is, is a yearly publication that has been released since, gosh, I believe 1888 is when that first started getting released. And it's uh, essentially a history of weather patterns that would help farmers assist them in when they should plant their crops, how much water they should supplement, so on and so forth. And uh, our brewery really is about drawing the connection between the farm and beer and our motto is beer is agriculture Uh, when damien and jesse founded our brewery back in really 2010 is when our first beer went into a bottle although that beer wasn't released until 2011 but when they founded the brewery they thought there was a gap in the market where you could go into a restaurant and sit down we're literally uh, in the home of the farm to table movement thank you alice waters yeah Uh, (laughs) you sit down and your meal would get brought to you and you could find out where you know that your lettuce and your salad came from know where your protein was raised the bottle of wine would show up at your table there'd be a fabulous story around that you'd find out a little bit about the terroir where the wine came from where the grapes were grown and your beer would kind of get dropped off and uh, then your waiter or waitress would walk away and say enjoy your beer Uh, what Damien and Jesse wanted to do really was draw that correlation between ingredient and in product and highlight those relationships with the small family farms that we work with as well nice yeah and you've been in your current facility since for four, february was four years so about okay. four and a half years now and folks who visit almanac beer company what can they expect to see at that facility well i think they could expect to see uh, array of different smiling faces. I think something that is huge for us uh, is being part of the inclusion project. Um, first and foremost, we consider our brewery a safe space. Uh, you know, there's uh, really no judgments that are made, whether it's uh, ableism or homophobia or fatism or whatever it might be. We want everybody to feel comfortable when they come into Almanac. It's a welcoming place. It's a spot where really you could find an array of beer styles, whether you're somebody who enjoys sour and wild ales, which is certainly something that we built our name on, um, or if you enjoy a nice, crisp, clean fooder age lager or hoppy beers, uh, there's certainly something for everybody to enjoy on tap. Talk about the Kolsch that we've been sampling. 
Absolutely. So True Kolsch okay. is uh, one of our core beers. It's actually the fastest growing beer in our lineup for the last two years running. And I think a big reason for that is certainly flavor profile. So 5% on the dot. This is our, for lack of better term, Sunday lawn mowing beer, our very crisp, clean, easy drinking beer. This is what we've been able to essentially go to battle with some bigger brands on just in terms of price point and flavor profile. Uh, so it's become a big driving for us, driver for us as a brand, not only on the retail side, but certainly in the on-premise world as well. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate really, that. Really Super great. clean. And if for people who don't know what a Kolsch is, it's a really, really old style from Cologne, Germany. And I'm so happy that it's you know becoming more <laughs> and more popular and you're seeing it like you know, almost year round now. Yeah, absolutely. There are certainly more and more of Kolsch's being released on the market, a little bit of a hybrid style between an ale and a lager. Um, and it's something for us that just really rounds out our portfolio it's very, very nicely. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And similar to Blind Pig for Russian River, I would say for us, Kolsch is probably the most popular shift beer for our <laughs> brewers. Uh, yeah. Everybody gets a shift beer when they finish their day out. And when you look at the numbers at the end of the month, Kolsch certainly has the most rings on it. Yeah, uh, if I worked for you, I I would that would be my my shift beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and then you brought the the flow pale l which is the new one and then uh, we, we were we, drinking that out in the green room that is fantastic as well um i am so happy that west coast beers are like oh, of like where they're actually able to like say it on the label now too i don't know if this one does but it does absolutely does it, uh, uh you know and, and something i think that we're excited about too is that i think the market is realizing um that the West Coast style can evolve a little bit. And certainly while there are always tried and true West Coast beers that will uh, have certain features, whether it's the crystal malts or whether uh, it's the classic sea hops that are being used, I think the uh, more modern palate that has gravitated towards a hazy IPA oftentimes isn't doing it for mouthfeel, but they're doing it because they want to experience hops on the front end but not experience that bitterness on the back end. Um, and that's a little bit of what we were going after in this pale ale. We wanted a beer that allowed the consumer to experience those hops up front, had some nice malt character, but then really finished very cleanly and was an easy drinking beer that you gravitated towards I was actually surprised because when, when I first found out you guys were doing more of like the West Coast you know, IPAs and stuff because I, I thought of you like a, a few years ago as mainly a sour you know, ale, you know, sour sure. beers and, um, and, and well-deserved. You guys have some fantastic ones as well, but so this is actually, you guys have a nice balance. They have, they have a lot of picnic tables outside there. You can sit outside. They have plenty of room inside as well. Yeah, um, I was looking at the tracks. website, which is mm -hmm. almanacbeer.com. Mm -hmm. You have a large outdoor area and you do food trucks. We do, yes. Mm -hmm. And that outdoor area was one of, you know, I don't necessarily want to use the word blessing around anything that involves COVID, but that was an outcome of COVID and the city working with us to expand our outdoor space, which, uh, to be honest, was a lifesaver uh, during the last yeah. couple of years. Being yeah, Natalie's, able to have, Natalie's nodding vigorously yeah. over here. Yeah, we have a 2,400 square foot 
tent in front uh, of our <laughs> brewery. Or it's amazing. And, you know, I think it's allowed people to become comfortable knowing uh, there are these certain spots that have an abundance of outdoor space that they could go to and bring their family to and show up. And certainly where yeah. we're at, free parking uh, never ah, hurts either. Free park. yeah. Yeah. And key. you're right by the ocean, too, because you're at the Naval Air Base. We are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, bay. the and, bay. And it smells fantastic when you're sitting outside as well too um i did want to go back to Nat to natalie real quick before um i know you're gonna you're gonna be getting on the road you made a big announcement in the four o'clock hour mm-hmm. love to tell us what what's going on oh uh so uh the economic impact report from the sonoma county edb for our 2022 Pliny the younger release came out uh recently and um that was also in the press democrat today um but the total economic impact to sonoma county from our two-week release from Pliny the younger was 6.1 million dollars which was a 20 percent increase over the 2020 Wow. impact which is really really cool and thing. we talked about that translates into money spent at hotels at exactly. restaurants at entertainment venues cars everything exactly yeah and so it's not 6.1 million dollars to us right. and that's what not what this is about this is about the total economic spend in the county to other breweries wineries restaurants hotels you know Airlines. flights yeah flights yeah. into sts and um yeah it's just we're just really proud of that because as, as you know you know we're not about us we're about the community and um and you know just we're all trying to claw our way out of covid it's been a rough couple of years and uh that that just really means a lot to us that we're able to to bring that back to the community and and definitely tourism is back and it's it's super nice to see so so fantastic and i would say even as a brewery that's uh, as far away as alameda we feel the effect of it and have ah, consumers nice. coming by our tap room simply because they're traveling and coming yeah. out for pliny um, yeah yeah so just fantastic and and, uh, you know, the model that you guys set just as far as giving back to the community and everything you've done and connection to the fires and with Pride Month, uh, mm-hmm. just, I would say, a huge inspiration for us as a brewery to do some of those same things. So uh, well-recognized and certainly we appreciate the ripple effect that Pliny has had for the industry <laughs> as a whole. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks to you guys, we have a ton of great breweries to visit in the Bay Area. And I think it's pretty easy to make a full week of it for oh, yeah. people from out of the area. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And even longer than a that. month. Yeah, yeah. A month, exactly. I know, right? So so Natalie's got some dates for next year. So you yeah. guys can start planning Almanac and other breweries around basically California. Yeah. Might yeah. as well start planning. Yeah, so March twenty fourth through April sixth. So okay. the people have spoken. Eighty five percent of the survey respondents said they preferred or were indifferent to the new date in late March. And one hundred percent of our employees and me and Vinny preferred. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, the weather was so much nicer, and uh, we had a little more time to get it together. Why did you originally choose February as the release time? Because, honestly, we needed money. We needed to drum up business in the slow winter months. We had just opened our brew pub in downtown Santa Rosa. Craft beer was really not a thing in 2004. It was just kind of just it was it was simmering is what it was doing and uh we had one server named laura and one bartender um usually drew was the bartender Mm. and that was it we didn't have hosts we didn't have bussers we didn't have expo we had like three people in the kitchen they were very very different times and we were honestly just looking to drum up some business in the slow winter months and um vinnie always 
always the tinkerer, mm-hmm. always the, you know, getting the creative juices going. He was like, well, let's uh, take the Pliny the Elder recipe and um, do something with that and build upon that. Pliny the Younger, little known fact that I'm going to share with everybody right now, was almost a smaller version of Pliny yeah. the Elder. Almost. Yeah, it was almost a single IPA, but uh, that wasn't extreme enough for Vinny at the time. And so he really wanted to push the envelope on uh, on uh, hops and alcohol and see what we could do. It, it was like literally 12% back then. It was so out of balance. It was super hoppy. It was hot. It was, I mean, it wasn't a bad beer. It was just a, it was a, it was an intense beer, especially at the time. But um, yeah, for, I mean, we just trudged along like that until 2000. It wasn't until 2010 that... Um, that we had a line out the front. We had no idea what yeah. people were doing there. We'd never heard of Beer Advocate or Rape Beer. We didn't know what was going on. We were totally caught yeah. with our you know, pants down at the time. But um, I'll tell you, we paid more attention now. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody put your calendar. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast around the world, Buy your plane tickets, book your hotel room. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah, do it now. But we will uh, continue to distribute it in February. So you will be seeing it pop up around bars and restaurants in your neighborhood, in the East Bay particularly, um, where we have tons and tons of accounts. Um, We really love um, the East Bay. It's been a a really solid market for us since uh, the late 1990s, (laughs) since Vinny used to brew and deliver. Yeah, so we uh, we will distribute earlier. And just for the local folks, what's going on at the Windsor Pub and the Santa Rosa Pub? Yeah, so uh, Windsor Pub is um, currently undergoing a major remodel in the beer garden. We ripped out all of the water-hungry lawn because we have a perpetual drought here in the state of California. And um, we have some new walking trails and... Um, mulch and you know low water landscaping i bought a really beautiful rock fountain that's going in so that should be uh, back open in just a couple of weeks so thank you all for your patience a rock fountain yeah so uh picture like water bubbling up over rocks rather than like a fountain that's like got a bowl in it kind of very yosemite yeah. kind of very natural looking yeah. yeah it's basalt rock it's really beautiful dog, still dog friendly very dog friendly is, it, is the big tree out that gonna still big be out tree there is climbing? hanging in there it's it's decomposing it's mother nature is absorbing her back into the earth but uh we're gonna hang on as long as we can all right natalie chillers of russian river brewing company thank you so much for stopping by on today's brouhaha thank you always nice Thanks. to see you guys and Thanks, very natalie. nice meeting you nice meeting you natalie you're in the drive brouhaha with her linda our guest today kevin scholes assistant director of sales with the almanac beer company of alamina uh, I did Alameda. I said Alameda. Alameda. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Dry Brew Haha is brought to you, of course, by the Russian River Brewing Company. Kevin, tell us about your journey into beer. How did you get into this biz? Oh, great question. Wow. Well, I would say my journey started in music. And, you know, I've always been a firm believer with my career that success is driven by passion. Uh, and initially, right out of college, I worked for a company that manufactures guitars and instrument accessories called Ernie Ball, uh, which is one of the last really family-owned companies in the music industry that's still existing to this day, and spent 12 years working for them, and really was my dream job. I would sign a band to an endorsement deal, and then market the relationship between the band and the company. Um, When I relocated back to Northern California, 
I was looking for a career change and started looking into other industries that I thought I would be interested in. And I homebrewed for years, uh, was a craft beer consumer for years, going to school in San Luis Obispo, certainly cut my teeth on Firestone Walker in the late 90s and early 2000s. And really uh, going to a beer dinner with David Walker is what kind of scratched that itch initially uh, on beer and opened my eyes to all these different wonderful beer styles that existed Uh, but weren't necessarily readily available at that time. So I looked at the beer industry as something that I was passionate about and a career that uh, I would think I would enjoy. Uh, So initially I started out in distribution and I worked for a company called Artisan Distributing, which worked with a bunch of great craft brands that Erlinda's very familiar with. Yeah, from Stillwater Artisanal to Evil Twin and Cascade and uh, Off Color and Against the Grain, just a ton of phenomenal brands um, spent some time with them over that time period got to know Damien and all the folks really at Almanac very well and have had a close relationship D- with Damien the Fagan that he saw is the uh, one of the co-founders correct yeah Damien Fagan's co-founder and our current CEO uh, so I've had a great relationship with Damien over the years and the stars aligned uh, about a year ago to start working for the company and here I am and and you brought beer and i brought beer the and world works we, in magical ways doesn't it what are we tasting i now? do want to mention what you're doing today before just, uh, so you're going to be at flagship uh tap room at the santa rosa one because there's a uh katati and a windsor one but so if you want to meet this awesome guy and taste some fantastic almanac beers you can go over to flagship um, well, that's probably going right now, right? It's going right over. now, absolutely. If you're in your car, just keep on driving and head on down to Flagship. I'll see you there in about an hour. They're in the Brickyard Center in Santa Rosa, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, they were... Yeah. I can't remember the name of the place that was there, but it's right by the mall. So that's a, that's a great spot yeah. there. Yeah, great folks, fantastic spot. They've got some outdoor space, so very much looking forward to Those that. Those guys are great. They're super like positive, and every week they're doing a different top takeover. My favorite thing about them it. is they are nice people. Yeah, they're you know, super First nice and people. foremost. You, so what we've got in our yeah. glass Back now. Back to the beer. This yeah, is, yeah this absolutely. Is, this we is are, cool. Oh, we're so excited about this beer. It's a collaboration with New Belgium, who I think so many of the listeners will be familiar with and what's there are a few things unique about this beer first and foremost the beer style is an atom beer and uh, most people even if you work in the industry are probably saying what in the world is an atom beer well, I hadn't even I hadn't even heard of this beer style. And it's A D A M B I E R, like they would spell it. Adam, like, a beer in correct. Germany, and it's a beer style that originated in Dortmund, Germany. And essentially, it's a strong dark lager that was sometimes tart, sometimes was not tart. Our version is tart, and like I said, we collaborated with New Belgium on this beer. And what's so exciting is they actually sent us kegs of their beer, known as Oscar, which is their base dark sour ale. So they shipped us out a bunch of kegs to our brewery and we had a bock that had been aging in what's known as a fooder and if for those of you who aren't familiar a fooder is essentially a giant oak fermentation vessel so picture a wine or spirits barrel uh, only amplified by about 30 or 40 times uh, the size and that's a fooder essentially gives you an opportunity to age beers in oak on a grander scale so we had a bock that had been aging in this fooder for five months and we thought would be a perfect pairing with Oscar from New Belgium. So Tucker, our cellar master, uh, went ahead and blended those New Belgium kegs in with our fooder beer to make what we are drinking now. 
Yeah, this is great. This is like, it's a little malty, tiny, tiny bit of the sour, like a tiny bit, like in the... Just like, a hint. Yeah, just a hint. And it's smooth. What's the ABV on this? 6.7%. Okay, it's sneaky. Yeah, it's very, sneaky. very sneaky beer. Uh, I get a little bit of a raisin character yeah, tiny, tiny coming bit. through as well. Oh, so yeah, certainly on the malty side, like Erlinda said, just a hint of tartness, uh, but a wonderful, wonderful beer and something that we feel reflects Almanac well, because certainly part of our ethos is creating beers that will take you on a journey from first sip to last. And this is a beer that as it's exposed to oxygen and warms up in your glass will certainly start to open up and some of those flavors will come to the forefront. Um, let's see what I was saying. So you'll be at flagship till what, 9, 10? Till 9 p.m., yeah. 9 p.m. tonight. So it's an Almanac beer tap takeover tap at takeover. flagship Santa Rosa tonight. So you'll Going have to come right back now. and go to the Windsor one also so that we can have you on again. <laughs> I love it. It'll be a big party. And eventually I'll get I'll talk Damien uh, into coming on. What's uh, Who's your uh, brewmaster again, your... Head brewer? Phil Emerson. Yeah. Yep. Super friendly guy. Really yeah, nice great, guy. great guy. Um, and Tucker is our cellar master. And we got Joao, which is our production manager. Really, everybody in production is uh, doing a phenomenal with, job. Uh, Mark Carpenter at Anchor Brewing. Absolutely, yeah, at Anchor. Yes, time. salt yeah. of the earth kind of people. I'm looking at the uh, events uh, coming up at the Almanac Beer Company in Alameda, and I noticed that you guys do beer yoga. We do. Are you ready? No. Are you feeling nimber? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the uh, thing coming up soon is Saturday, July 9th. You're doing the Flow Fest. Correct. So, you know, as we mentioned earlier on the on the show, we are launching a brand new beer to our core lineup, Flow, which will be a West Coast Pale Ale. And uh, at Almanac, we always love a good reason to throw a party. And certainly if you're launching a new beer, that's uh, as good excuse as any. So we'll have live music going on. We'll have a number of different vendors and food trucks out there. It's going to be a real fun, real fun day. And apparently you'll be doing something with the East Bay Beer Run. We are. <laughs> Is that like the Hash House Harriers? Huh. I'm not familiar with Hash House Harriers. If you feel like getting some exercise in before the festivities, East Bay Beer Runners will be leading a run starting at 11.15 a.m. We're going to have to find out about the East Bay Beer yeah, Runners. Yeah, I bet they're part of the Hash House Harriers, which... Uh, the Russian River Brewery knows about because we used to fit. We used to finish um, either start or finish up uh, runs there. It's, it's a it's a, a <laughs> they're going to meet at the Almanac very, Beer Company in Alameda, run a, to Crown <laughs> Beach. It, <laughs> you can either do a five k or four point six eight miles, and then return to the brewery for beer. Yeah, well, that's one of the beautiful things problem. about being on Alameda. And a quick shout out to Faction, who's one of our neighbors mm -hmm. there on the island as well. And we've got Hangar One and St. George's Spirits. Uh, but really fabulous backdrop. Um, I certainly don't go on too many runs, but if I was <laughs> going on a run, the island would be the spot to do it. I did bring a Lankado from Finland real quick. I wanted a toast to Finland and Sweden joining NATO. And this is the Finnish long drink that I fell in love with when I was judging uh, beer in Finland. So real quick, if you guys want to toast with me. What is a long drink, Herlinda? Long drink, so Lankado in uh, Finnish. It, um, it started in 1952 for the Helsinki Olympics. And it is a gin and grapefruit drink. I was going to say, this is a fresca. You yeah. just handed me a fresca. So, well, gin. <laughs> they were trying to figure out something that they could do on a large scale 
for the Olympics because they have a short summer there, as you know. Mm. They have a very long winter. And this is the drink that they came up with, and it's finally in the There's America. gin in this. There's gin in you this. You cannot taste There's it. Real, I know. It's sneaky as heck. Yeah. This is the sugar-free one. So I got this at Bottle Barn. Um, you can get it at Willoughby's and a few other ones. Um, they're not calling it Lankoto like they do in Finland. They're calling it the Finnish long drink. Um, and I will have the people that, who are doing this in America on soon, eventually. But wow. cheers, cheers to, to Finland. Cheers. cheers to Finland, Sweden, getting into NATO. And cheers to our audience for listening. That's going to do it for this week's Drive Brouhaha. We've been talking to Kevin Scholes, the Assistant Director of Sayers, Sales <laughs> of the Almanac Brewing Company of Alameda, California. Yeah, you're cut off now after yeah, that. Yeah, no more, no more fresca <laughs> for me. What's on tap for next week, Herlinda? We have Keito Tomonaga, Kenichi Tomonaga's son, who's the head chef now after my friend died from Hana, and he's coming in with Daniel Patasi about sake. Ah, sake next week on the Brouhaha.